0: Hey, hey, hey. Welcome. Oh, Oh. we are live. We are live. And welcome to The Blockuments. Yeah. Crypto education through everyday conversation. Conversation. (laughs) You would think like 27, 28 shows, I would have that down pat. I
1: know, but I I saw you like second guessing, like, is that right? Oh,
0: shoot. (laughs) Yeah. My name is Nate Talbot. I'm the executive director of Detroit Blockchain Center. And to my right...
1: I am Ashley Rose, I am your everyday mother, I am an online reseller, and I'm on a journey to figure out what in the heck is all of this crypto, blockchain, blah 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 business.
0: What is all this business about?
1: <laughs> yeah, why do we need it? All that stuff, like why? Why, like why does this exist, you know?
0: Yeah, I get you, and you are my metric for deciding how well i can teach and teaching is the number one way of showing how much you learn yeah so if i can't explain it to you yeah and you want to know the information there's no way i can be explaining it to somebody else i
1: can't wait till i can like confidently explain exactly what it like what all this is because i feel like people are always like well we already have money we don't need this
0: well that's why you're supposed to teach And then when you you change hearts and minds, they'll be like, oh. And you'll be like, ah, look, I must understand it. (laughs) Yeah. Especially when they challenge you. Yeah. And then you're like, nope, nope, nope. And they're like, oh, you're right. That's a good point. Yeah. Boom. You got it.
1: We should have we should have a test of knowledge episode, but not like a real test, but like a I don't know.
0: Yep, I'll just call in sick next week, and we'll have no! somebody else even newer come in, and you can you can run the show.
1: I really don't want to have that episode, but I just feel like it would be interesting. Yeah, it would. like it's um the the demise of myself, but whatever.
0: We we'll, we will figure it <laughs> the out. Expense
1: of myself, I meant.
0: Mhm. So where are we at with Black Height? Where are we at right now? Oh, I think what my- time <laughs> is it?
1: Okay, let's look here. We are at block eight hundred and eight
0: thousand one hundred and forty-one. Uh huh.
1: And I threw my phone, so give me one second. <laughs> I <laughs> forgot. I was like mad at it. Um, and it the block size is one point five two megabytes, which is comprised of three thousand and seventy-nine transactions. All right. And that was that was forty-two minutes ago that block was created. I was. Yep. It's interesting that these blocks are taking so much longer.
0: Get through the info, and I'll explain why.
1: Okay, excellent. <laughs> um, okay, let's see here. The subsidies and fees were uh, six point five zero two Bitcoin, which is which equals one hundred and seventy two thousand five hundred eight U.S. dollars, and the miner that won that is Marapool.
0: Yeah. Baby. All right. So normally, right? Um, Bitcoin takes 10 minutes per block. That's what the whole math is based on. In about 10 minutes, a new block is going to be found. Mm-hmm. Right? So when you want to send somebody some money, you can expect them to actually have it. You'll have a confirmation in about 10 minutes. Right. Mm-hmm. So that is an estimate because it's based on how many miners there are. Right. Okay. Um, remember what mining is. It's really just guessing a number. Right. But are you guessing a number between one and 10? Right. Call it the knots. <laughs> are you guessing a number between one and 10? Are you guessing a number between one and quadrillion? Right. Well, that's based on how many miners are actively mining. Oh. The fewer miners there are the smaller than the range of numbers you're gonna guess gets. The more miners are, the larger it gets. That makes sense. But what happens sometimes is um, the network expects this large amount of hash rate, a large amount of miners guessing. But for whatever reasons, usually economic incentives, it doesn't become worth it for a lot of miners, right? If you have a huge operation or, a really small operation it's so the difficulty is so hard that number range is so big yeah. it costs you more to guess a block than it does to guess one and win, so even if you win it, you're losing money. Why would you do that? yeah so what you do is you turn your miner off right yeah and so when miners start turning off but the guess range is really really high which means it's called difficulty uh, right you have a high yeah. difficulty yeah but there's a lot of miners knocked off well there's fewer miners guessing so it's harder to get the number which means it takes longer than 10 minutes right but the difficulty if you go to someplace like mempool.space right on the home page you'll see a difficulty adjustment meter so for this next um epic that we're sort of in right now right the different um difference between how often the difficulty changes Mm -hmm. is in about 43 hours right in about 43 hours the network will look and say well what's the current hash rate how much energy is getting put into finding this number if it's a really if it's a smaller number than expected it will lower the difficulty lower that guessing range and but, now the blocks will get guessed every 10 minutes or so.
1: But then when everybody flip on their...
0: And then everybody will flip on their stuff.
1: And then it'll be guessed faster.
0: Right. And then all of a sudden blocks, you'll see Search. We've gone through this before yeah. and you're like, man, you had a block all queued up and then <laughs> yeah. like 45 seconds, it'd be like two minutes and yeah. boom, it's like, there's a new block. Yeah. And then two minutes ago, there's a new block. Well, that's because there's more miners yeah, guessing a very small range. They're going to find it faster. But on average, the way the difficulty, which is one of the most in, um, ingenious pieces of Bitcoin that people don't talk about often enough
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um, is that difficulty adjustment, planning on that and having it every so often just readjust. Yeah. Right. Um, And that's why I tell people all the time uh, Bitcoin, it doesn't matter. Like it's sort of where I come from the comfort of riches, stay for the revolution. Right. Right. The riches are great, but Bitcoin was working as intended at like, Seven hundred dollars per token. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, if it goes to fifteen thousand, so what? It worked at seven hundred. It's going to be working at fifteen thousand. The speculators will leave. If I'm in it just for the money aspect, sure, it yeah. sucks. If I'm in it for the the fiat conversion money aspects, mm-hmm. yeah, that sucks. But I'm not. I don't price my dollars in bitcoin i don't price my bitcoin in dollars i price my dollars in bitcoin
1: yeah yeah right you're at the grocery store looking at oh this cost me this many sats
0: (laughs) no exactly yeah i do my breakfast bourbons right so if you're watching on youtube you'll see most mornings i'll have a bottle here i'll have a (laughs) coffee here so so it's not alcoholic nope because it's a breakfast bourbon. certainly not They don't call them alcoholics when it's mimosa Mm
1: -hmm.
0: or an Irish coffee or a Mexican coffee. Well, this is a Detroit bourbon. (laughs) So it's all good. This
1: is a Detroit coffee.
0: That's right. With a straw. Um, With a straw. Um, (laughs) And so all of that sort of ties into what are we talking about today?
1: What Bitcoin fixes big
0: government. Big government. (laughs) Right. What Bitcoin fixes? So this is going to be a new series we're yeah. going to do, right? We have Every like now eight
1: running series
0: right now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's how we get bigger conversations um, broken up. Yeah. And make them digestible, right? Yes. And fun. Um, and one of the bigger things Bitcoin fixes is big government, right? Um,
1: I'm super excited. I can't wait to hear what you have to say.
0: All right. Well, <laughs> I guess first, as always, oh. I need to put it on you. Boy. What is wrong with big government?
1: Are you joking me with that question?
0: No. Okay. Oh, like, maybe you, there are people who don't think anything's wrong with, uh, well, okay, so big government, let's contextualize some of this, right? So we're both in the U.S.
1: He's trying to set me up. No,
0: nope. no, I'm just trying to set context because there yeah. are nuances, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we're both in the U.S born yes. and raised yes. correct i was born yeah. and raised yeah. in the us all right um the us is part of what we consider the western economies which mm-hmm. means we're industrialized first um we're closer to the money issuance supply right and so we benefit a lot from most industrial and economic um situations versus what's now dubbed as um the global south um i think that's the political correct way it's actually geographically correct if you sort of look at where the most economically disadvantaged people are mm-hmm. um used to call them third world countries and it went to developing yeah. nations yeah. now they're sort of saying global south um, but it's true the global south primarily southeast asia africa south america right and those are the if you're in one of those regions you're probably in a country that's at least in a developing status right um you're working towards you're just getting the first opportunities to really come up um and have some of the same benefits that western nations had so when we're having this conversation about big government yeah um there's context you should apply and i think the context we'll be talking about so when I ask you what's wrong with big government yeah. that's coming from a western government societal point of view right. there's also going to be a global south um, point of view and again all western economies aren't in the west per se yeah. Australia I would consider part of the western economies but they're in the global south they're almost the global southest
1: oh really
0: yeah south africa yeah. They're, they're not doing bad um, but and then there's countries like in Eastern Europe, especially that also are struggling, but they're not geographically global south. So it's not exclusionary. I just wanted to set some context as yeah. we have this conversation, have all that in mind. So when I ask you, "What's wrong with big government?" I'm assuming it's coming from a Western government point of view. Yeah. What's wrong with big government?
1: Oh, um, I feel like it takes super long to get anything done um there's lots of corruption with money um people pay different government leaders like off and bribery and pay to play Mm -hmm. um i mean should i continue with the list
0: (laughs) whatever you feel is needed to get your point across
1: yeah i mean i i guess i guess i see what you're trying to get at here because um really it all comes down to like money like a lot of it is just like like there's lobbying and like that's ridiculous and like all kinds of goofy stuff and like when you're um, maybe like the president or somebody who's setting policy like you can hire your brother or your cousin and use them as like the government contractor versus like giving somebody else a fair shot and maybe you overpay them you know like Right. Sending money places where it doesn't need to be sent to, or maybe too much to where. Right.
0: Whatever. So is, is corruption a new thing? Uh,
1: No. I don't think so. Is it? I don't think uh, so. You're looking at me like I'm um, second guessing myself here. You're making <laughs> me crazy over here.
0: I don't think so. I think uh, <laughs> as long as you've had more than two people, you've had somebody trying to corrupt somebody else. Yeah. Right? Okay. Um. <laughs> So, no, it's not a new thing, but when it comes to the context, and you sort of just hit on that, which is the money, when it comes to everything, um, what's his name? Warren Davidson, which is a, a, rep, or a U.S. rep from Ohio, I believe, posted a question earlier today on Twitter. <laughs> I don't care, Elon. It's Twitter. <laughs> um <laughs> the um what's more important? Freedom of speech or freedom of money?
1: Ooh. Uh, that's a really good question. I, I feel like freedom of freedom of money leads to freedom of speech.
0: But if you don't have freedom of speech, right? Mm-hmm. No amount of money will allow. No amount of money will allow you to talk about the problem of freedom of speech.
1: Hmm. That's a good one too. Um,
0: but if you don't have freedom of money, only those with money will have the ability to have speech to talk about the freedom of money.
1: Yeah. Sure.
0: And so the best answer to that question is they are both equally important. Mm. You can't really have one without the other. You know, it's while I don't necessarily agree with the court ruling when the Supreme Court ruled that money is speech, mm-hmm. there was truth in that. Right? Yeah. Um, if I want to say even before technology and computers and Internet. um you know, there used to be the town crier, the person who stood in the middle of the town and yelled out the news. Well, there's privilege tied to that. Right. Because if I can stand all day and just yell out what's happening, mm-hmm. that means I'm not worried about how I'm going to eat, how my family's going to eat, where my family's going to sleep that night. I don't have to go out and forge food and build shelters and protect family. There must be some kind of society happening that allows me to stand there and, and yell that. Right.
1: Right.
0: Um. Which means there has to be money tied to that. And whoever is paying that person gets to choose the agenda of what that town crier is crying about. Right. Money ties to speech.
1: So you would need free money to make the speech free?
0: Freedom of money velocity. Freedom of money movement. Freedom to... To be able to put yourself in an economic situation where you can say what you feel needs to be said without risking your financial well-being right right and so in the U.S. one of the foundational things even today and this is a surprise to most people if you look up most most um I don't know what the right word most countries I don't care what kind of Political economy, especially if they're in some kind of democracy or republic or whatever most of them do not have freedom of speech enshrined Into their constitution until they're governing documents that rule society they expound on the ideas of freedom of speech but the U. don't know of another country. I'm assuming there's others. Mm-hmm. But I know, like, in the U.K., mm-hmm. which people are like, well, the U.K. has freedom of speech. No, they don't. They actually go. don't. Not enshrined in any any government document. They don't have an inherent right outlined by society to say whatever they want to say against the monarchy. I don't even think Canada has it. Right? So it's a, it's a unique thing that very few nations uh, again because i don't know for sure how yeah. many it's a handful right mm-hmm. um is enshrined so it's a very important thing but even in the u.s where it's held so high and of a standard right well who gets to really speak who gets to control the narrative
1: oh the, the elites the people with money
0: it's always the people with money. I don't care if you're on the left, on the right, in the center, libertarian, progressive, whatever your political or whatever feeling is. Yeah. It's, it's the elites within those bands that get to say things. The people who don't worry about money.
1: Oh, I see what you're saying. So they become the new, like, town crier or like the person who supports. They
0: get to kick the message. So recently there was a song, uh, richmond north of richmond right
1: oh yeah
0: so like the message he was delivering in that song it it really resonates with anybody who's like ever had to work for a dollar or go (laughs) shopping for their own groceries and buy milk or had a family to support right um it's the it's the um It's the cry for help to the in that area how how desperate many people are that a lot of times the right latches onto right whether or not I'm talking about the elite right I'm not talking about the yeah people but the 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 political powers right so even he had to come out because they were like touting that song during the Republican convention or whatever and even he had to come out like uh, it's it's ironic I'm talking about you guys (laughs) yeah. Like I have a lot of liberal um ideologies. Just like I have a lot of conservatives. Like I just have opinions like yeah, most people, right? Yeah. I can't don't put me in a box, but I ain't talking <laughs> about you.
1: Yeah. For sure.
0: Yeah. Um so part of the um part of the whole concept of that and like how Bitcoin or how any of that matters is if, if you don't have the economic ability to come out and be able to say what you want to say, do you really have the freedom of that speech, right? Mm. And without being able to talk about things, without having that freedom of speech, can you talk about how money is corrupting the freedom of speech? right? Like right, what you were right, pointing right, right, out right, in the right. beginning, right? And so when you start talking about big government, what does that really mean? Um, coincidentally, I know we decided to talk about this a couple of weeks ago today Mm -hmm. um recently there's this there's another podcast called the all-in podcast um they do a summit every year i guess i don't know i don't i listen to the podcast sometime not enough to know yeah yeah. there's 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 summits but recently like literally in the past couple days so within a few dozen blocks from today's episode right Part of their summit, they had a presentation by a uh, VC. I don't know if he's a retired VC, if he's still actively doing venture capital VC, right? Mm -hmm. Um, His name is Bill Gurley. And he did a presentation called uh, 2,851 Miles, right?
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: And I'm only bringing it up because I was like, wow, this is like, it's sort of starting to go viral right now um at least around like twitter where it's (laughs) the only place i really hang out
1: yeah um it is less less every day
0: but yeah Yeah. um it's starting to go viral and it aligns a lot with sort of this topic right Mm -hmm. and one of the things he's talking about in that and you can go and go find the all in podcast they got it like on youtube this whole section about a 30 minute speech um or presentation That's sort of what he's talking about. Not with Bitcoin, right? This is not Bitcoin specific. But he's talking about the revolving door of politicians and lobbyists, essentially. Yeah. And no matter what you're trying to get done, no matter what your message is.
1: Yeah. Whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether
0: it's, yeah. Yeah. And whatever the topic, no matter what, as in who Comcast and telecommunications have a lobbyist. Oil companies have lobbyists. Pharmaceutical companies have lobbyists. Right. Um, I mean, every industry, real estate has lobbyists. Banks obviously have lobbyists. Everybody has somebody that they pay a lot of money to, right, mm-hmm. to go and get Congress to do what they want to do. They literally, if you do some research on it, and please go do some research on it, don't trust me. Mm-hmm. This is the Bitcoin way. Don't trust Verify, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They literally go out and... these these companies will pay lobbyists to write full legislature. And then they'll just hand it off with a check to the Congress, Mm -hmm. who sit on these committees and everything, and then they just push through this corporate-driven documentation that becomes law. legislation, yeah. Right? Now, you can look up, because they have to publicly report, you can look up who... The lobbyist is for every company in every industry. Mm -hmm. They have to declare all that. Right. I challenge everybody. Go find the average Joe lobbyist.
1: Wait, what do you mean? Oh, like a lobbyist. You got, you got a
0: mom and dad. Yes. Are they rich politicians? No. Are they, do they run multi-billion or million dollar companies? No. Are they million or billionaires themselves? No. Who's lobbying for them? Nobody. Nobody. Right. Yeah. And that's because a lobbyist needs to get paid, just like the town crier needs to get paid. Yeah. So who's going to pay a lobbyist to go sing? That's supposed to be what your local representative does. But I can't. I can just vote for my local representative. I can't pay him a check like Comcast can. And I don't mean to throw Comcast under the bus. They're right. definitely not. They're not. They're not heroes. But they are not <laughs> like outliers here Mm -hmm. like any corporation i can't pay them somebody to go lobby my congressman all i can do is vote for them vote them or not vote for them yeah right um but that's not enough because your lobbyist feels like they got to eat and that becomes like all right well (laughs) how do you how do you change that if that's a problem how do you change it how do you talk to the how do you talk to the person that's a got their foot on your neck How do you look up to them and be like, hey, you know what you should do, person with your foot on my, with the boot on my neck? Yeah. You should rally against people who like to put boots on necks. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody does that. Nobody rallies against their own interest. Yeah. And so how do you fix that? How do you take whatever you feel government is and, you know, maybe you like the boot on your neck. Maybe you feel like the boot pressure isn't enough on your neck, right? Right. Maybe. Okay. There are people who like the government as is. They don't really see an issue. They think it works fine for them, right? Mm-hmm. They want to see more of, of it. They don't view it as like a bad thing.
1: Yeah.
0: They don't view it as a boot on their neck. They think they're, they think they're handing them a heel to help them up. You oh, know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
0: But even them, if you want more of it, how do you fix that? If you don't think they're doing it enough, how do you get somebody to do more of something that you don't think they really want to do?
1: you would have to incentivize them
0: that's one way but how do you incentivize if if money if we're saying money is the sort of driver and you don't have the money to incentivize how do you incentivize
1: rally together and everybody put in five bucks (laughs) i I think this this, i don't know that's i mean that's the best i don't know it's the best i got
0: yeah, I mean, and it's probably a good answer, but...
1: I feel like the real answer we're, we're pushing at is to change the money, though.
0: I think this has been a problem since there's been more than two people. Uh, you know, in any kind of group. Corruptions has always sort of happened. It's like, how do you fix it? I don't think there's ever really been a good answer, which is why it's still a problem in the year 2023. Yeah. Which is like... Somewhere in the neighborhood of 10,000 years from the dawn of civilization, as we know it.
1: Yeah.
0: And hundreds of thousands of years since humans.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: So, like, what's the answer? This is one reason I Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Because you start to look at, well, what does it mean to Bitcoin? Right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Take the speculation piece out. Okay. Um, if you want a money let's take bitcoin out of it right if you want if if money is the thing that's that's holding incentivizing everybody right you can't incentivize the ones who control the money to change the rules against their favor
1: right because they already have it
0: they already have it right right and then you get to a point where you have power where you don't even need money right you know powerful people why do they even need money? I go to a restaurant and I'm powerful. I'm not paying for dinner. Right. That restaurant's happy I'm there. Right. Food's free. Right. Clothes are free. I'm getting discounts left and right. I don't right. need money anymore. Right. Right? You have to work outside the system. And if money is the incentive driver, how do you get money out of government hands? Some people will be like, Well, see, it's because of government fiat. Money can just governments can just print money. Right. I agree with that. That is a problem. But if that's the key problem, right? Then you have to say fiat has only existed on a societal scale mm. like any no major nation used fiat as their prime form of currency until 1971 started with the US. Yeah. Before then, money was backed by some kind of hard commodity. Gold for the longest, about 5000 years gold held it up, but it's been grain right it's been uh, yeah. uh, dozens of things um you're telling me that the same problem didn't exist 300 years ago before fiat was a thing
1: no it definitely
0: so it ain't fiat if it existed before fiat fiat ain't the problem
1: yeah right yeah
0: it's not just the government's ability to create money out of thin air but then you might go to fractional reserve banking
1: i feel like it is the money but, but is it, the problem
0: Sort of, right? It is the money, but you can't get rid of money. Right. Money is a human right. invention, but it's something we need in order to run a society. I don't know how else you you communicate uh, value. stored value
1: yeah,
0: without having money,
1: yeah,
0: right? Even if you're just running a debt-based system, which money is sort of based off of, it's still a transfer of value one right. way or another. How do we do that? That's money. Mm-hmm. So... To me, in my non-economist opinion, mm-hmm. right, the, the, the thing isn't just money. Money is the problem. The problem is money that can be controlled and censored and permissioned. Mm. And there's never been a time in history where the technology existed, right, where you could have a permissionless, censorship-resistant money like you could have permissionless censorship resistant speech because they were able to say you know when when the us was formed they were like you know what speech is fundamental screw it we're making it uh just a a, an initial right so important it makes the first one right and there's five rights in the first amendment right so they made it the first amendment and they put five rights and then it's the first right in the five yeah (laughs) right yeah um So it was pretty high on the priority list. And they could be like freedom of speech. Because you can, theoretically, you can do that as long as it's indoctrinated and protected by core law, Mm -hmm. you can do it in a permissionless way. I don't need to ask permission to say things. I can just say them. Right. Right? I can, um, and the freedom of speech protects me against the censorship, the government censorship of my speech. Right? So the government can't punish me for saying things. And I don't need to ask permission to do it. I have freedom of speech. Right? Right. So how do you do that with money? Even if you're in a gold standard type situation or whatever you want to replace gold with, how do you do that? Because where do you get gold from? Let's just use gold as the the representative, but you could apply this to any come out, seashells to whatever. Yeah. How do you if if gold is gonna be the money, mm-hmm. And you're going to say, that is your hard money. That's your freedom of money. Well, where do you get the gold from?
1: Like a cave somewhere?
0: Yeah, you got to dig it out the ground. Mm-hmm. Who owns the ground?
1: S- some Somebody.
0: Whoever's got the biggest yeah. gun.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: So I still need to ask permission to even dig the gold out the ground. It's not permissionless. Yeah. Right? Even if it's the hardest money in the world. If that's your aspect, it's still the hardest money in the world. Yeah. But now, and this is the thing i i feel that bitcoin fixes right and how it can solve the big government problem because we have the internet it allowed peer-to-peer communication right right it allowed me one computer to talk to another computer and there's always people at the end of those computers right mm-hmm. and so i could do that directly i didn't need an intermediary i still don't need an intermediary even though most of us choose to use one mm-hmm. right Um. Through technology, I have that communication protocol. And now we've started to build all these things on the communication protocol that never existed before. Yeah. Right? Bitcoin is money over that communication protocol. It's how you communicate the transfer of value in a permissionless, peer-to-peer, censorship-resistant manner. And there's no other thing that we've ever called money Up until Bitcoin, that you could do that with in a trustless way, without involving middlemen, without having somebody there that could censor you, even though they said they wouldn't censor you, yeah, or that could give you permission or could take your permission away, even though they said you don't need permission.
1: And so, then, how does that like help or prevent like big government?
0: Good question. So once you once you accept the fact that bitcoin is this right mm-hmm. um now you can take into account like all right well the, it's not going to make just because we use bitcoin doesn't make the government be like all right well screw it i guess we lost that battle we're going <laughs> to switch yeah. over to bitcoin right they're
1: going to fight to keep their their right. control
0: they are going to fight to keep their control but what you do is take away you can't ask them to relinquish control government only goes one direction with that power right Right. It gains the power. It doesn't give it back. Right. Um, And so you have to sort of take it. And I'm a big proponent. You can't take power from somebody who has power. Because if you could. Yeah. They didn't have power in the first place. If I could just take it, they didn't really have the real power. Right. So usually they, they mess up and they give that power away. Right. So if you think about every uprising, America leaving Britain. Right. Britain was powerful they could have squashed the american revolution had they taken it serious from the get-go from before the boston tea party when the murmurs were happening they could have squashed it but they're like what are they gonna do
1: yeah like they they underestimated
0: they underestimated that was them transferring power same thing with rome same thing with persians same thing with egyptians same thing with money they could, squ- they could have squashed the government, the U.S. government, who controls the global economics, the global um, yeah. currency reserve, right? Um, they could have squashed Bitcoin. Matter of fact, Satoshi was very worried about this. Yeah. One of the big first use cases of Bitcoin. Do you know what it was?
1: Um, no. I was going to say no, buy pizza, but... <laughs> no.
0: Nope. There was an organization called WikiLeaks. Uh. Many people might be familiar with the name where they would find all these leaked government documents and things that the government is doing. And they would say, hey, this is what your government's doing. And the government really hated that. <laughs> and so they put on the pressure of the banks. Right. Because oh. WikiLeaks has a freedom of speech, sort of. Right? Right, right, like, right. The government is like, well, as long as it's not too classified. Yeah. Um, but they couldn't just come at them with freedom of speech. They didn't have enough on them for that. Right. So they wanted to put the pressure on the banks.
1: Like, do you mean people who are involved in WikiLeaks can't have access to their money?
0: WikiLeaks was just like Wiki, Wikipedia. Right. Ran off of donations yeah they actually give money so they could pay their journalists oh. and people to go out and find these documents find this information so they, so they could put it up
1: thanks to
0: so paypal got some okay. pressure applied to it because they made all their money through paypal and paypal got some pressure mm-hmm. through the banking regimen yeah and they cut wikileaks off you can no longer use paypal as a processor so yeah. now how is wikileaks going to make money yeah they turned to bitcoin Oh, yeah. They turned to Bitcoin. And they're like, well, we can take Bitcoin. And Satoshi was like, please don't take Bitcoin. We are <laughs> not ready. Like, they yeah. go, we're too small. The government can squash us. Yeah. But the government messed up.
1: Like, they didn't.
0: Yeah, Bitcoin, pff, one of those cypherpunk things. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. 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 Get money in that. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. That's when they could have squashed it. They didn't. They let it go. And it got more and more peer-to-peer more and more decentralized right
1: because more people wanted to use it because they wanted to support this wikileaks
0: yeah okay. they wanted censorship resistant money mm-hmm. and you can stop that when it's small you can't stop it when it's too big which is why a lot of the things right. you hear against government right now in government there's a huge anti-crypto in the u.s movement happening amongst government the sec Elizabeth Warren there's yeah. there's people all over banking committee. Everybody is like anti crypto at this point, right? right. Well,
1: because they can like stronghold you or like um, Legislate you out. that's
0: that's what they try to do. But if if you notice everything they go at every crypto they go after What's the one crypto they haven't called out by name in legislation yet? Bitcoin Bitcoin. Yeah, they think they can get to the rest of them. Now ETH is close ETH is a close second Right, they they very rarely go after ETH. There are some weak points, um, but the only one that hasn't really been called out directly is Bitcoin, and that's because who do you call out? Right. Who do I squash? I can go after consensus in Ethereum. I can go after Vitalik. I can go after Lubin. I can go after some of these key players. Even if Ethereum is a totally decentralized network, there's these key players. If I squash them, I might be able to crush the network. Who do you do that with in Bitcoin?
1: Yeah, but I feel like they could like like kind of what they're doing like make the like for example the tax law around Bitcoin really mm-hmm. like vague and obscure and then like everyone who's using Bitcoin if they don't do it properly they can like find them to like, fi- like find them to death or put them in jail and then people are like oh well I don't want to touch that because I don't want to get fined and I don't want to go to jail.
0: Absolutely. They could.
1: And so then what happens in that case?
0: Then if you're an American, you're taking the risk. But guess who isn't taking the risk? People, everybody in Britain, everybody yeah. in Canada, everybody in Japan, everybody in Korea, everybody in Australia, yeah. Yeah. everybody in El Salvador. But
1: couldn't their government follow suit?
0: They could, but why would they?
1: To maintain control of, of money.
0: Who controls the money?
1: Uh, their big government.
0: The U.S.? They don't want the U.S. controlling their money. That's why right now you have oh, these alternate systems. Oh, I see what you're saying. So systems. they're like,
1: screw the U.S. and your silly green dollars. We're going to use something else. Is that what you're saying?
0: In part, yes. I'm saying where, where there's no act, where economic activity is suppressed in one place, it will be embraced in another place. That's part of the decentralization. Mm. This is why we're glad we don't have one global government
1: right yeah yeah yeah.
0: why we like having the 150 to 200 as it flips you know i mean different governments because where one will say something another will say something else china said forget bitcoin mining we're making it illegal they outright made it illegal now this is the bitcoin decentralized argument it's all in china all china has to do is shut it down well china shut it down guess what happened the hash rate moved to places where it wasn't illegal They liked being in China because of
1: it was cheaper. Yeah, but they had to adapted, Yeah,
0: and so how do you? It's that whack a mole. Right. When you have a true decentralized network, the U.S. had a chance to break it down to stop it. They missed that window. It's a done deal. Yeah. Right. And so now, what does that happen? How does that affect the U.S.? Again, it doesn't necessarily mean the U.S. is all of a sudden going to be like, well miss that window guess we're all using bitcoin now right yeah but what it can do is shift the debate and one of my favorite tags i don't i also don't think is used enough in bitcoin is opt out that's sort of the purpose of of bitcoin Mm -hmm. it allows me to opt out of a system right Mm -hmm. in a generally peaceful manner unless the other side i don't think everything is going to be necessarily peaceful, but yeah. it allows me to opt out. I yeah. can say, you know what? My job is gonna pay me in dollars because they operate in dollars because the government demands taxes and they only accept taxes in dollars. Right. So the dollars will have this value as long as it's happening. But just because I take my money from a from a business I run or from a job or whatever, just because I take my money as dollars doesn't mean I have to keep my wealth in dollars. Right. And so I'll take my dollars. I'll set aside the part I, the government's going to require me to give them back because right. you know about a third <laughs> to half of your life is dedicated to working towards the government. Yep. So I'll take that part. Government, here's your part. You can have your crappy dollars. Right. I'm going to pick something else. Some people pick stocks some people pick different forms of government dollars like treasuries some people pick hard assets like gold or silver or whatever some people choose something like bitcoin Mm -hmm. right and the more people that can opt out of the dollar system right Mm -hmm. it it drives that value up this is just part of the game theory of how at least bitcoin economics works right yeah now is that because yeah,
1: it puts value into bitcoin and takes it away from the dollar is that what you're yes okay. because remember
0: you don't buy bitcoin you trade right it's one like, form of money for bitcoin it's like a
1: currency exchange it's
0: just a currency exchange right so you're just doing currency exchanges and now for me if it's just nate doing this again that doesn't change how the u.s is going to do. like all right whatever nate do what <laughs> yeah. you do. yeah make sure we get our cut of all of it yeah. Right? As long as I'm doing that for the most part, the government's going to generally be happy. Um at least this one. Yeah. Um but then we're not the only people aren't the only ones who use who use dollars because if I'm doing that, well if you're a business, yeah. You might where do you, where is your wealth going? Remember what do we use money for? To preserve value, to transfer value. Right. I'm going to expend some work doing something as a worker or as a business owner, I'm going to expend energy to do something of value, but I don't need to spend that value right now. So I don't need you to pay me in food. I don't need you to pay me in house. I need you to pay me in something that at a later date I can exchange for food, housing, whatever. Yeah. Right. So when I get that thing, Mm -hmm. I need it to last until I'm ready to use it. That could be days. That could be years. That could be generations. Right. Right. I need something that's going to hold that value. Right. So there's a business, right? Mm-hmm. And so now Nate's doing it. If Nate's are doing this, now Ash Incorporated is deciding to maybe put some of their some of Ash Incorporated's assets in Bitcoin, right?
1: Yeah.
0: And you're just building this economic value, and that's going to move up this chain until smaller governments, maybe one from that global South we were talking about, some government I don't know, maybe just pick one. Say L-South. so, yeah, yeah, South America. Also, throw that out. Well, they're dollarized. That's a dollarized nation, right? You know what that means to be dollarized.
1: They 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 use the dollar to transfer value.
0: And now everybody knows what it means to be dollarized. Yeah. So, <laughs> right, they use the U.S. dollar. They messed their own money up. Yeah. Right. Um. And so instead of starting over, they were incentivized by the IMF to be dollarized. Um. And then COVID hits. -hmm. I shouldn't have said that out loud because we're gonna get deplatformed every place. (laughs) The thing that you shall not mention hits. (laughs) Oh no! Yeah, COVID hits, and then (laughs) also say it
1: again.
0: (laughs) 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 The man. Um, COVID. (laughs) I'm like, I knew it. I knew it. And and the U.S. goes into panic mode. Yeah. Right. The global reserve currency goes into panic mode. What do we do? We don't know how to respond to this. We don't know how to cure it. We don't know how to help protect citizens from it. Let's just lock everybody down. But if you lock everybody down, you kill all economic activity. Mm -hmm. And people still need to eat. People still need to pay rent. You ain't lock all the bills down. Yeah. Yeah. And so they went into money printing mode so they can afford to keep you home. Right. Because, again, you have constitutional laws unless they're calling for some kind of martial law, which I don't think... Yeah. That would have applied. So they got to incentivize you to right. stay home. So
1: they printed the money to incentivize. Okay. Right.
0: They incentivize you to stay home. Yeah. Using U.S. dollars. Yeah. How many El Salvadorians who also used U.S. dollars got a stimulus check?
1: Right. Not
0: zero. Well, you remember the one piece of economics school taught you? Supply and demand. Right. The bigger the d- supply, the lower the. Demand, right. which means the lower the value. Right. So, if I'm an El Salvadorian who has all of my wealth, I think I have ten thousand dollars of purchasing power. Then, over two years, the U.S. prints forty percent of the more money supply. Mm-hmm. I've just turned ten thousand dollars as an El Salvadorian. I still got ten thousand dollars, but now right. it's more like I'm making the number the up. Something like six thousand dollars of purchasing power.
1: Yeah. And they're like, what a shit man. deal that is. Yeah.
0: Why wouldn't they, they look something else? And they were already suffering. Else? And they're already suffering.
1: When they had the 10000 purchasing power. Right. Yeah.
0: Because nobody in El Salvador, had, the richest of rich El Salvadorians, I'm sure, had $10,000 of purchasing power. Your average El Salvadorian probably had closer to like $300 of purchasing power yeah. in savings. Right. If that. The average American doesn't have $300 <laughs> of
1: um,
0: purchasing power and savings. So I'm yeah. sure it was even lower than that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so why wouldn't... El Salvador be looking for a way to opt out of this jacked up money supply.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? That's losing
1: value every day.
0: That's losing value every day. Yeah. Right? And so now you have Nate doing it. You have Ash Corp doing it. Now you have these small nation states doing it. Mm -hmm. Russia and Ukraine are getting into a battle. Right? And the U.S. didn't like it. And they the
1: words on this. Yeah,
0: (laughs) well, the U.S. didn't like it. They were like, "Hey, Russia's the bad guy, right?" And while most of the governments, at least in that region, agreed, right, the one thing the U.S. did that no other country had to say so in was to cut Russia off of the U.S. economic rails. Right. Russia's a G20 country. Means out of. All, there's 20 countries mm-hmm. <laughs> that have some kind of economic power, and Russia's one of them.
1: Ooh.
0: Nobody's ever weaponized money against a G20 country. Sure. Like a top dog. Like a top dog. Yeah. Sure. Lower ones. Cuba, no problem. Yeah. North Korea, no problem. These are countries that don't provide the yeah. economic value globally.
1: Right. They won't only make a squeak. They're just like little right. guys.
0: Russia is a G20.
1: Yeah.
0: Might be a G7 right yeah the u.s unilaterally cut them off of the money supply now while other countries agreed you got a country like germany who's like one of the strongest economic powers in europe Mm -hmm. right germany's sitting there like yeah it's not that i disagree with the action it's just like you didn't ask nobody yeah and if You you unilaterally can decide this country did something and you didn't like and cut them off you I know I've been on your shit side before. Yeah. What makes... Maybe I make an oopsie yeah. and you cut us off. Yeah. So how long do you think Germany is going to be looking to stay on a U.S. dollar rail? Yeah. So, yes, it starts with Nate an and moves up to Ashcorp, then moves up to your global south and countries that don't have the strong economic powers. But how long until Germany starts looking for an op, an alternate option, right? Yeah. And this is how you start to change the incentive of how governments realign themselves because now I have to look at money differently. If you're a government representative, right? The more this alternate form of money that people opt out of, it doesn't mean you're going to ever switch over, it doesn't mean the U.S. will ever become a Bitcoin powered nation, yeah. But they might start to decide, like, look, we have to be more economic, respected. we have to, the world is starting to look at this alternate asset as the savings as the hard money piece the new gold
1: right per se right it's the star child it's, of money it's right
0: incentivizing now. this is how you get the convince the person with their boot on your neck how do you get them to lift their foot up yeah right well maybe you flood the place so they don't want to get their shoes wet you do something to incentivize them you don't ask them right you sort of force the hand yeah. or the foot in this case, yeah. in this analogy, right? You force the foot, they lift the foot, and, you know, this is one of the things, this is how Bitcoin can fix big government because it can rein it back in. You get people who are tying the spendings. The dollar starts to plummet. Again, when it comes to Bitcoin, Bitcoin's price doesn't go up. When you zoom out and look at a 10-year picture of Bitcoin, mm-hmm. The air, the charts go up, up, up. Right. Yes, there's volatil- volatil- volatility, volatility in the interim, but year over year, right, yeah. the price trends upwards. Right. No. 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 The dollar oh. exchange value is trending downwards.
1: So it takes more dollars. It takes per- more dollars
0: to get this bitcoin. A bitcoin is a bitcoin, just like an ounce of gold is an ounce uh, of gold. I see right it's not yeah. like there's more gold in the gold that makes it more valuable right the dollar is crashing compared to gold that's what it looks like when gold goes up the dollar is crashing compared to bitcoin yeah. that's what it looks like when bitcoin goes up
1: oh that that's really interesting so it takes more of these american dollars to purchase whichever hard asset whether it's gold or whether it's Bitcoin.
0: Right, and that's a hot tip for anybody who's trying to do trading, if you're interested in the economic yeah. side of it. This is how anybody who's trading against Bitcoin, it, whether it's Bitcoin or anything else in the world, you trade, you put your wealth, your preserva- uh, preservation of wealth mm-hmm. in the thing that's going to maintain the purchasing power the most. Right. So when I have a dollar, an actual U.S. dollar, right. I'm like, all right, this is... Inflation is killing it. Right. Right. So I want to get it out of the dollar as fast as possible.
1: Right. You want to lock the value. Now I could
0: put it in Tesla. Right. Stock. Mm -hmm. Because that's going to, that's also going up against the dollar. Right. But then I got to ask myself, well, if I take this dollar, if I look at, remember it's all exchange rates. Think of it as exchange rates, not buying stuff. Right. I can exchange my dollar for Tesla and I can preserve this much purchase power. But then I can look at Tesla versus Bitcoin. Right, and I can say, all right. Which one is is Bitcoin going up versus Tesla, or is it going down versus Tesla? Right. If it's going down versus Tesla, I want to put my dollar in Tesla. Right. But if it's going up versus Tesla, I want to put it in Bitcoin. Right. So Bitcoin over the past ten years, twelve years now, I think, year over year, has generally outperformed the overall stock market. There are going to be individual stocks you can. Yeah. try to pick um it outperforms the stock market it outperforms real estate it outperforms gold and every other hard commodity it outperforms treasuries definitely outperforms the dollar it outperforms on a year-over-year basis every other hard asset industry yeah why wouldn't i put my money there and why wouldn't AshCorp put their money there and why wouldn't Ash Corp does and why wouldn't el salvador <laughs> when i say money we're talking about preserving their purchasing power there,
1: right Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: and that's what you always want to do you want to find whatever is preserving your purchasing power the most for the time frame you need it and put it there right and this is how bitcoin can fix big government because eventually big government whatever government you have right it's going to if bitcoin keeps on this projection over time it's going to need to put its purchasing power there but it can't just print it it can't fractional reserve it in the same way it did gold and other assets. It can't right. do the same things.
1: So then how, okay, so I, I get, I understand all of that, but like how does Bitcoin like stop lobbyists in that sense? Because it still is money. Like you can still pay the government or the lobbyist in Bitcoin, Bitcoin. doesn't
0: fix corruption.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Bitcoin shifts the incentives. Right. So you're always going to have corruption, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't, Bitcoin is not, it doesn't fix wealth inequality. It fixes access to wealth. Right? And so when we started talking about the lobbyist thing, how do your parents who aren't multi-billion dollar corporatists, Mm -hmm. right? How do they access lobbyists? They can't. They can get locked out. The corporatist purposely lock out the people because it's not permissionless. It's not censorship resistant, right? Yeah. Because money isn't permissionless and censorship resistant in its current form. Right. Once it is, now people have access to wealth and money and preserving their wealth. They do have permissionless censorship resistant money, which means they can have permissionless censorship resistant speech. Because they can afford to, they have the ability to access that speech.
1: Because they can't be like threatened by, like, let's say, because that
0: they. right now, if I have dollars, your parents have $10,000. Inflation this past week went up, what is it, three point something, three point six, three point seven 3.7%. That means they lost. percent of their purchasing power since this time last year right coupled with the 3.4 percent they lost last month right and the 3.9 percent they lost the month before and the 4.3 they lost a month before they can't afford to access anything their their wealth is getting stolen from them at a rapid rate yeah if you have an asset that can't get robbed from you it allows you more power to do other things if you're a journalist, if I want to support freedom, of, if I want to support WikiLeaks, right. How do I do that if I can't get them the money? If I want to support truckers, right? In Canada, how can I do that if I can't get them the money?
1: Right, right, right.
0: To afford to do the speech they want to do. Right. Right. So, this doesn't fix everything. This right. isn't Bitcoin fixes everything. Yeah. But it can fix The access to money, which is access to speech, Mm -hmm. right
1: down access to money is access to speech.
0: And that can help fix the big government problem.
1: Okay. I like that. That's good.
0: All right. So we'll cover. I'm sure you have a couple of other questions. So we have block notes. So we're going to do our block notes. So if you want to hear more on YouTube, we have our exclusive show on YouTube only called block notes. It's just a little after show about this, asking a little extra questions, a few yeah. other things. Um, and if that isn't enough for you and you want to reach out and say more, challenge what we're saying, Yeah. you know, um, all of that, it's all accepted. It's all welcome. How can they do that?
1: Um, you can find us at uh, at The Blockument, at um, Facebook, uh, TikTok, and Twitter, or X, whatever you want to call it. Twitter. <laughs> um, and then you can find us on com, where you can listen to us. You can find where you can listen to us on Apple, Android, um,
0: Spotify, Spotify mm-hmm. all the
1: places that you can listen to uh, podcasts. That's we're right. there.
0: <laughs> we're there. And if we're not, let us know. Yeah, we'll get yeah. there.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: All right. So until then, come for the riches.
1: Stay for the revolution. And a revolution
0: it is. Yes. Peace.
1: Peace.